Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is sponsored by Five Deadly Rebels, a kung fu sci-fi scripted podcast from Dimension Gate. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. The Five Deadly Rebels is a modern-day retelling of the Five Deadly Venoms, the cult classic 1970s kung fu film produced by the Shaw Brothers. It's classic kung fu meets the gangster genre meets science fiction, and it's all set in present-day New York City. The story centres around five masters of five different ancient martial arts styles, judo, kendo, muay thai, karate and kung fu, with all of them vying for the biggest score in the criminal underworld of New York City. The soundtrack of the podcast is from Wu-Tang Clan producer Silver Rings, and I would describe the podcast as being a kung fu film in an audio drama, and it's definitely worth checking out now via your podcast provider. The season finale drops this Wednesday, 13th of December. Links to the podcast are available in the show notes of this episode. Five Deadly Rebels is narrated by Ian Tuerson for Dimension Gate, a fiction podcast production company. Visit fivedeadlyrebels.com for more details. Hello, Foo followers around the world. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast with your host, Ben Johnson. Remember, if you want to support this show, we have a donations link available via PayPal. Simply head over to paypal.me forward slash Kung Fu Movie Guide to donate. This podcast is very much a one man operation, so any donations you make will be greatly received and will be put back into the upkeep of this show. A huge thank you to anyone who has donated to the podcast already that is fantastic thank you so much to get in touch with the show you can email me on hello at kungfumovieguide.com we also have our social media accounts on instagram and facebook under the name at kungfumovieguide we are also on youtube and x formerly twitter at kfmovieguide Keep up to date with all the new episodes of this show as they drop by subscribing wherever it is that you get podcasts. And if you do that, please do leave us a star rating or write a review. That all helps to spread the good word of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. You can also read the latest martial arts movie reviews, access our archive and find all our contact information via the website kungfumovieguide.com. Thank you for listening to this episode and now on with the show. Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight, then I'll oblige. <laughs> Hello, food followers around the world. 
Welcome, welcome one and all to the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast, episode 95. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, streaming, downloading. Marco Zoror is my guest on the show today, the great Marco Zoror, aka the Latin Dragon. This was great fun. He's had a tremendous 2023 with standout performances in John Wick, Chapter 4, playing the main heavy Chidi. He has also starred in and produced the Chilean martial arts film Fist of the Condor. That is his fifth film with his childhood friend, the filmmaker Ernesto Diaz Espinosa. Their previous films together include 2006's Kiltro, 2007's Mirage Man, 2009's Mandrill and 2014's Redeemer. They are both leading the way for action filmmaking in Chile and actually across the wider Latin America region, helping to actually set up a lot of the infrastructure required over there to make these types of martial arts films. It's not always been an easy journey for Marco, but his incredible martial arts skills, his acting and his filmmaking talents have helped him to secure work in Hollywood. He has provided standout roles as the main antagonist in Undisputed 3. He has also worked a lot with the filmmaker Robert Rodriguez with roles in Machete Kills from Dust Till Dawn, the TV series, and Alita Battle Angel. He's an incredible athlete riding a wave of success at the moment with loads of new and exciting projects in the works. So it was an absolute blast to speak to Marco Zoror. That is coming up on today's show. Quick bit of business first regarding this podcast over the next week or so as we get a lot closer to the holidays. We have now recorded our annual end of year show. That was over the weekend just gone on Saturday to be precise. Our end of year show features the author of Life of Action Volume 1 and 2. That's the action movie expert Mike Fury. Great fun was had as per usual and I can't wait to share that episode with you all. We opened a few Christmas presents and counted down our top five martial arts movies from the year. The show will be split into two parts as per the format from previous years. So the plan is to release part one next week. That will be on the 18th of December. That's a week today. And then part two, in which we discuss our favourite fight films of the year. That will land on Christmas Eve. So that's the 24th of December. A huge thank you to everyone who sent us comments and feedback on your favourite fight films of the year. We did try to read out as many of those messages as we could. So be sure to check out our special two-part end-of-year show 2023 when it lands in whichever podcast provider you use. And if you're feeling festive and in a giving mood, then you can always donate to the show via PayPal. And if money is a bit tight at the moment, which I do completely understand, then there is always the gift of a star rating or maybe you could write a little review with your podcast provider. That would also be greatly received. Okay, that is enough from me rambling on. Let's throw over now to our guest on today's show, the great Marco Zoror. Marco was actually on holiday at the time we recorded this in November of this year, 2023. And we had quite a bit of technical issues from the start. Uh, we were jumping from Zoom and then into Instagram for a little bit. And then we were in Google for a while. And then we managed to fix the issue with Zoom. So we did managed to finally get going. Anyway, there's not too much to know ahead of this chat other than there is a little bit of swearing in here. So if that does bother you, 
then you have been warned about that. Marco's film Fist of the Condor is available now in the UK on Blu-ray, DVD and digital, courtesy of Dazzler Media. I will be back at the end of this conversation to sign off properly, but until then, here we go. Sit back, relax and enjoy my conversation with the great martial artist and action star Marco Zoror. Twenty twenty three has been a pretty awesome year for you, the year of Marco Zoror, John Wick four, Fist of the Condor as well, which I loved. You've made a movie as well with uh, JJ, is that right? And Scott yes, and the Killer yeah. Games. Yes, and I actually just you know, we're just shooting a movie in Thailand. The name is Affinity. It's a movie that I actually wrote. Uh, it was one of my original story and, and I wrote uh, with other two writers and you know, it took a, a long time for us to develop to to do this, and yeah. finally we did it. And I'm very very excited. It's a beautiful movie. It's one of those stories that you create and you kind of fall in love with. With you know, uh, wanted to communicate this and and putting it together, going to Thailand, working over there with an amazing stunt team. Mm. Some of them have worked with the uh, with Tony. Some of them are part of the Tony Ja old stunt team too. Yeah. You know, so was pretty good to for me to work with 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 them you know and see their style and how they like to move and how they like to fight and then adding my own flavor to that it yeah. was unique yeah. it was something that I've never done before so I was very very happy and you know uh, about this I'm looking forward for you guys to see it because it Definitely. looks amazing so yeah it was you know it's a pretty good year man to be honest to you it's like what can I say? You know, like I had some independent personal projects released, like Fist of the Condors, such an, a special movie for me. Yeah. You know, it's a movie that talks about, uh, you know, my journey as a martial artist and it's something that is pure uh, passion of what I love about the genre and, 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 and something that we create with Ernesto that is so honest of what I am as a, as a human being in terms of martial arts. You know, it's like... Yeah. It was a very beautiful opportunity. And then, of course, John Wick is like, <laughs> I mean, what can I say about that? Incredible, uh, isn't it? Yeah. And it, to go it, from, it, I guess, you know, that experience of, you know, those two great movies you've released this year, one which is very heartfelt, passionate, very personal, an indie project, and you're so involved, and then a behemoth like joining the John Wick universe i mean you couldn't get more like contrasting experiences i i i would imagine but i guess that's a statement really to where you know how hard you've worked to get to this stage where you can kind of dip into both worlds now can't you marco that's how it sort of seems yeah, yeah. does it feel like that you're in a really good sort of place huh? uh like professionally now yeah i i'm really thankful i'm really thankful because I feel that I co-create my path, right? Yeah. Doing my independent films in Chile and getting people to know my work. And then that, for some reason, got me in the eyes of people that really, you know, gave me the opportunity. And I, I think they just saw the passion. They saw the hard work. Because when you're a filmmaker, you understand how hard it is to make a movie. And, and, and mm. you know, even though you're doing a low-budget movie, it's still a lot of work. 
It's yeah. not like ah, that, it's like people. It's not like oh, it's just a low budget movie and and whatever. No, if you do a low budget movie and it looks good and you cultivate people and you got good reviews, that's something very special because Definitely. everybody knows how hard it is to make these things. You know, yeah. So especially people that are working already in the in the big industry because they also where they started from from the bottom. You know, they start. Uh, you know, for example, my first big call I remember was when Robert Rodriguez called me and offered me to be in Machete Kills. Mm-hmm. He saw the movie Mandrill, a very low-budget movie that movie. was in some festivals and all that. And then Harry Knowles did some some comments on it. And then Harry Knowles, you know, I think he mentioned to Robert or something. Something happened there. I don't know exactly the details. Mm-hmm. But then he offered me to be in 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 Machete Kills and then we became really good friends and he always supported me and maybe he connected with himself when he was starting when he did El Mariachi and actually Mm -hmm. he was a big inspiration for me because for me and Ernesto because we were like look we just need to go out there and try to make it make this just make a movie you know we don't need to just be waiting for the perfect opportunity and that's how I start my career that's how I start my journey you know so I've been lucky to just do what I love, what I love to do, and be consistent, and and it's been sometimes very hard, you know. Mm. Sometimes things doesn't go the way you plan, and, and sometimes you know you gotta adapt, and you know, in terms of like the movie industry is hard. Is it, you know, it's hard to make a living. It's hard to you know keep that uh, being having a healthy mind, understanding that maybe there's a year that you're not working. Mm. And then maybe you go to an audition, you go to an audition and, and you don't get it and you don't get it and you don't like all the no's you hear in this career is so frustrating. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like ninety nine percent of the time it's a, you hear no. Yeah. It's crazy. It's embedded in the sort of the martial artist mindset, isn't it, around overcoming challenges and training and working on yourself and always sort of driving to get better. Do you think that that sort of mentality has sort of helped you to overcome you know some of those challenges that you faced also in the film world do you think that you need that kind of fighter's spirit that mindset sometimes you know what i think more than that it's when you understand that and you connect with your life journey and when you're with your life uh, not a passion is the word but also when you understand what who you are, right, and what you're here for, and you are stay honest to that, then you understand there's not another way. Yeah. So I don't care how many no's I'm gonna get, what I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna change job and be in a uh, what, you know, I you know I can't. Yeah. You know I can't now. This that was the dream, wasn't it? I, yeah. Yeah. Like for me, it's like it's more than a dream. It's is understanding that this is why you are in this world. You know, mm. you have a talent. You have, uh, you know, you naturally do things in life. When we were kids, when I was young, like I was obsessed with training and get better, and and I could be the whole day just talking about it and just training and watching movies and all that. It just came naturally to me. Mm. I didn't need to force that. I didn't need to go. Oh, today I have to stretch. Oh, today, no. I was so sure that this is what I love to do yeah. that there was not a doubt in my mind that my life was going to be related to this. Now, mm. 
that doesn't mean that I was clear that I was going to make movies and, and, and be a leading man in, in movies. I never even imagined that. That was not yeah. even a dream. That's yeah. why I'm saying it's not a dream. I identify very early that martial arts was my passion and my journey. And I didn't know how, but I was going to be connected to that. And then I just embraced the mystery and I, and I tried to, to ask life to give me signs to follow those signs so then I can just follow this path of, of being truthful with myself. We should talk about Fist of the Condor because um, it, it says chapter one as the sort of subheading. So I'm guessing, without wanting to spoil the film as well, if anyone, I'd be very surprised if mm-hmm. anyone listening to this hasn't seen it. Plans for part two? Is that... Is that happening? We already have, yeah. We have a yeah. treatment. We have an idea. We, I'm looking forward to talk with Welgo soon. Yeah. And with the distributors of Fist of the Condor 1 to try to put it together. Like, hopefully, next year, you know, um, we can we can shoot that. that. That would be a dream for me. I want that to happen so bad because the whole story needs to, in, it needs to, we need to, we need to do at least one more. You know, yeah. my dream will be to do more than one. You know, I would yeah. love to do more and, and continue this because it's a beautiful journey that it, it can go through many, many, uh, it could take many, many directions, you know, mm. and, and I, 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 will, I would like to explore that, right? Yeah. But at minimum, we have to do one more. Like, we have to do that, you know? So well, the story's not fully it. resolved yet. Should we leave it oh, it's, without spoiling the film? You know, the yeah, story yeah, needs course, to be resolved. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, yeah. and yes, yes, because this project started, is it, we didn't even knew that it was going to be a movie. We, sh- you just sh- we just shot this as a sequence of different episodes. We never thought that it's going to be, we're going to end up cutting it into a movie. We were thinking on little episodes to throw it in a streaming or YouTube or something like that. My idea was to just do this and, and have people to see this and connect with this. And we were in COVID. I thought that it was going to be the end yeah. <laughs> of the world. And, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, well, might as well. I just need to do something that totally without any holds back. I need to do something that represents me as a martial artist, as mm. a human being. And it's very personal because we should say that your mum is in the film as well. Gina Aguad. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Tell me a little bit about your mum. She sounds incredible. First Chilean woman to have a karate black belt, I believe. Is that correct? Yes. 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 She's, you know, very unique, uh, special human being. And I was very lucky to be be in this world because of her. She has a very interesting path. Uh, She was, when she was 15, she was, she was living in a monastery, uh, in a Buddhist monastery in Peru. She, you know, uh, very early in meditation and yoga and Kung Fu and all that against all the society and all the, you know, families like, are you crazy? You know how, how it is. Like, how could yeah. be back then? I'm talking yeah. about, I'm talking about, you know, back then, right? Yeah. Couple generations back. So, so then, you know, she, when, then she, you know, when she moved to Chile, she wanted to continue training. Uh, and then it was hard because in Chile, we, we were, it was just a military. Uh, Pinochet. Where, 
the Pinochet arrived and they prohibited martial arts. So training martial art was kind of an underworld, uh, right. illegal yeah. thing, prohibited. So, yeah, and then she was training there. She trained karate. And then she she was like, uh, she got her black belt and she was the only woman training there because back then, like a girl doing karate was like, no, mm. no girl, mm. no. In, in Chile, like we, that's, we don't have a background of martial arts. Like for us, Latin America, like it's not like in China or Japan, yeah. it's more common, you know, but in our culture, like it's very cr- crazy, right? And she always wanted to, like her, her dream was to be to study acting and, and theater. You know, she's right. very artistic. Like she she writes books. She already published a couple books of poetry, poetry and, and small small stories books. Mm-hmm. So I I knew that she, she was going to be the perfect master on this movie. And when I when we were when we were thinking about the movie and Ernesto already he already knows my my he knows her. He knew that there was only going to be one woman condor. Like, really? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So okay. it was more like that, you see. And yeah, she did amazing, I think. It's, yes, fantastic. You know, she's natural, like her, her performance is just amazing. And it was fun to work, work with your mum in a movie? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, we should highlight the fact that... Um, you know, I read somewhere that the the condor style. I mean, that's not a martial arts style. You sort of created that style for the film. Oh yeah, because yeah, basically, me. I'm who I am. I'm 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 a human being that was born in the south of the world in a country that there was no martial arts. Seeing all these Asian movies inspires. Uh, I will say Bruce Lee inspired by yeah. just Bruce Lee. I love, I connect with that that Bruce Lee thing. Like he was explosive and have this passion, the realism. Yeah. Then Van Damme show up and oh, that was cool, you know, to see a guy, not an Asian guy doing this stuff. But that was more like, ah, oh, okay, cool. You know, like, yeah, oh, the splits or the flying kick, ah, oh, that's cool. Bruce Lee for me was like a spiritual revelation kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was so mm-hmm. powerful. Like I still feel like, like I, you know, for me, Bruce Lee, it's it's more than just an actor or just like someone that inspired me. It's it's hard to explain. Is he still quite a force in your life? Would you say? For a hundred percent, and in every of my movies, you'll see Bruce Lee in yeah. every movie. Yeah, like Fist of the Condor, it's a homage to Bruce Lee. Yeah. You know, uh, also for the genre, for the films and all that. But if you, you'll know what I'm talking about. Like you, you saw the movie and, and you understand that he's everywhere. When I was watching it, there was I was picking up all of these old kung fu movie references, the secret manual, you know, going up on the to a sort of monastery type environment where you then learn from, you know, the kung fu instructor. There was a lot of references there that to me seemed to hark back to the old kung fu movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, yeah, is that right? Because, yeah. Yes. Yes. Because we did this remember with Ernesto he's my best friend partner since you know we were in in high school and when I told him that I want to do this project right I sent him all my notes of martial arts nutrition philosophy everything right Mm. but then he is a filmmaker he put together also what he loves about filmmaking 
and, and about movies and his passions. So this is a this is a movie that talks about me, my journey as a martial artist, and also his journey as a filmmaker, and maybe what inspires him to be a filmmaker. <laughs> You're a monk. You're not supposed to kill. I'm Johnny Mercy. <laughs> Let's talk about Ernesto, because you guys, I know you go way back, but, you know, Kiltro was, what, 2006, and you've made, I think now that's, is there five films you've made together? I didn't think that's, I think it's five films. Yeah, well, Kiltro, then we did Mirajman, then we did yeah, Mandrill, Mandrill, then we did Udimer, yeah, and then we did Fist of the Condor, yeah. Yeah. Could you just describe how is that relationship, that, that partnership, how has it matured, do you think, over over the years well great we're first of all we're friends we're two people that share this this journey this passion of filmmaking and and we all i always will be very happy to work with him he's an amazing director uh and for me being directing by him being directed by him it's just amazing like i will yeah. do it a million times right we started with kiltro as a very young and and you know and we were able to explore different styles and different genres and uh, doing the movies we did because kiltro is one thing mirachman is totally the opposite mm. mirachman is like more documentary style and we we touch into the superhero things and then Mandrill is like more like the agent guy, like a little retro like with a like spy an movie, James Bond, like a spy movie. Yeah. yeah. So then, and then Redeemer is more like a like a classic action, you know, guy uh, movie, yeah. right? So, so we were able to grow also doing these movies, and yeah. thank God I had the opportunity to learn through working, not just being on classes of acting classes. I think I've. You know, I, I see with all these years becoming a much better performer than mm. before. You know, like I'm more mature. I got more life with me that allows me to access different emotions and feelings and things to to bring to a character that makes the character more interesting. You know? Definitely, definitely. Well, I would say that about... Um not blowing smoke here, but um, I think within the world, within the martial arts movie world in particular, there's not many people who can carry off, you know, the amazing moves that you can do, but the range of characters, the different emotions you can do, because also we should say, you know, a lot of the films that you've made with Ernesto have been quite funny as well. Like they've had a sort of lightness about them, a sense of humour. You carry that off really well. You can do outlandish characters like in Undisputed 3 you've learnt and developed and evolved as an, as an actor do you still uh, try and find roles that can really challenge you in that that regard as well would you say yeah yeah, yeah actually Affinity is one of those mm, and I'm okay. looking forward for that because one is my first leading role movie in English right yeah so that's already a big challenge yeah <laughs> um, uh, also, the affinity has a big range of, like, how can I explain this? The story is so rich in terms of what happened to the character mm. that I have many different scenes that are from different, you know, being more practical and more boring, like techniques or like performance or situations that 
it kind of you you explore a lot a bigger range of the human emotions. It's a very emotional movie. Like mm-hmm. I think I think is the is being the most challenging role that I've done in my career for sure. When you were describing it there I was thinking of uh, Mandrill because that's got a real um you know at the core of that film is actually a ro- the 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 central sort of romance of it. Um, yes, you know, and again, I think there's. It's rare to find an action star that is willing to be that open and that vulnerable. You know, and, and definitely in, in Mandrill, there's definitely scenes there where, you know, you're doing the dancing and the karaoke and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Like, yeah, but yeah, you, you wouldn't see. You don't see a lot of like action, tough action stars doing that kind of role. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mandrill actually is true. Mandrill will be the closest in terms of. You know, Mandrill also was very complex and it was very tough. Um, yeah. I just think that now that I'm be, um, I'm more mature and I have more experience, I was able to go a little deeper on it. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I had more, you know, I have more life with me. To be honest, I'm all very excited to see uh, the killer games, to see fight or flight, because I had a lot of fun there, and the characters are very, very fun, like yeah. totally different. You'll see, you'll see, like uh, Killer Games character and Fight or Fight characters uh, are very, very, I think, unique. It puts me in a position in a such a weird, different element, you know. Yeah. So it's a, it's a funny one. It's like I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward for that. That was a very fun. They were very fun projects, to be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Abbott, you better give up. When it comes to Cheedy and John Wick 4, could you explain a little bit about, you know, how you approached playing that role? Yeah, well, in that one, when when Chad called me and made me read the script and all that, the character was very, like, um, you know, he was he has some lines in French because he was working for the Marquis, right? Yeah. But Chad right, already knew that, you know, he, he, he putting me on the role was, you know, he actually told me, like, man, have fun with it. Tell mm-hmm. me what you think. In order for me to bring that, I, I was never thought that he wanted me to be, have a French accent and just do it the way it was in the script. Yeah. So in, in John Wick, for me, the first thing was like, why am I going to be French? Why I'm not la- Latino, you know? And then mm-hmm. I, and of course, you know, you, you check with, with the director all the time. It's like, hey, I, I want to, can I say instead of French, can I say some words in Spanish? And I'm like, oh, totally, totally. So then 
then you start realizing, okay, well, then I can explore this 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 way, you know, and then you start, you know, adding that flavor and then adding that that bringing some of you of from to the character. Then the same thing with the fighting style, yeah. right? They had a certain fighting style, and I'm like, oh, can we change this to that? Can we make it more like this? So then, little by little, and then start working on the idea of okay. Why I'm here? Why this? Why this guy is working for the marquee? Why? What's my What's my ambition? What I want? And mm-hmm. in Chile, for me, you know, my story was: I'm better than these guys, and I want to be a star assassin like John Wick, like like uh, Kane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want to be, you know. So that's why I work my way up to be the right-hand side of the marquee, mm-hmm. you know, I prove that I'm the best. Man, I'm the number one guard of the table, the high table. Yeah. I'm the best mother, like, I'm the best out there, man. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, but, but at the same time, I'm, I'm confident that I'm the best, but I have these star assassins that I cannot, I, I cannot, I cannot, I hate them because mm-hmm. I want to be like them. I want to be famous like everybody, you know, it's like they, they all talk about John Wick, how he's such a badass and nobody can yeah. kill him. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm better yeah. than him. So the, so once I discover this, right, as a character, then that gives me, you know, for example, when I'm with my boss, yes, he's my boss, you know. But when I'm alone, for example, the first scene that I do in Osaka when I arrive with Hiro, right? Mm. I'm better than every all of you guys. I'm not. I'm not gonna buy into your shit. I don't care. You know yeah. what I'm saying. So I'm having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So my. So I'm not there to threaten anybody in a bad way. I don't need to, man. Mm. I don't. I, I don't buy your thing. And then when when Kane arrive and he start talking about the owner, I'm like, oh my god, man. It's so <laughs> like you see. So so then right away you start discovering how your character will act in the, the situations that the movie puts you right yeah and then also also when i have finally my chance to catch john wick right when when i'm talking with the marquee and he tells me uh and when i tell him sir i don't understand why you're sending a blind a blind guy you pick a blind like what i wanted to tell him there is like why you didn't pick me yeah i was pissed Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tells me that, and then and then he look at me and he goes, "Well, I don't think he's gonna make it, right?" I took it as just make sure he don't get like he gave me the responsibility, yeah. and that's why when I'm fighting with him, I'm so excited because yeah. I know that this is my opportunity to prove and to achieve that I'm better than him. Yeah, you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, the fight and everything, the way I move. And all the fight that I'm picking has to match that feeling. So that's mm-hmm. that anxiety when I'm driving, when I'm fighting. I, I'm very explosive because I'm like about to explode of, emo- yeah. of 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 excitement. And you must have been just over the. Mi- I mean, what a cast! You were sparring with Hiroyuki Sanada, Donnie yeah, Yen, yeah. Keanu as well. You know the run-ins you have there in Paris, like are just fantastic. It's, it's a fantastic film. But um, you must have been just so excited, just going to work every day. Yes, yeah. I was so happy every day with a big smile. Like, yeah. what can I say? I, yeah. you know, it's like Keanu is the best. Like working with him was uh, before and after in my career. To be honest with you, 
Yeah. To see that is a big inspiration. To see that level of human being is a yeah. big inspiration. So that's true then. That's not just myth-making like Keanu. Like, from what I gather, he's always very positive. He's hard-working. You know, he's in the gym. He's training. He's working the choreo. He's doing all the moves. You saw that firsthand then? Yes. Yeah. And you know what? That's the way that I love to be in my movies. Like, I'm the same way. I I feel related with him because I love hard work and I like to push myself and, 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 and at the same time to, you know, to have a good time and, and have everybody having a good time. There's a lot of myths like, no, once you start making it big, then you get corrupted and then then you lose the passion yeah. and then it's not going to be the same and you're not going to, you're not going to care because that's how it is. You know, you, you hear all these stories and I'm like, I don't think so, man. I don't mm. think so. I, I don't know when you, and you know what is part, part of that is also feeling that, that there's always something else to learn. I, I always like to be the student. Mm. You know, I, I don't like to call like the sensei or the master. Or I don't, you know, I don't feel like that. Yeah. I'm a student. I'm learning every day. When I stop learning, I'm going to just die, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, and I, and I feel that when I'm in a movie, I, you know, I try to do my best and I try to push myself every time. And at the same time, I'm like there looking at what they're doing. I'm trying to learn, okay, why they're putting the camera like this? Why? Mm. I was all the time next to Chad and like asking him questions like, oh, but what do you think? Are you sure about this? Or yeah. So because I, I was, I'm trying to pick the brain of people to learn because yeah. I not, not as a, I just want to know why they're doing it, what they're doing. So I can try to absorb as much as I can. What impressed you the most about uh, Donnie Yen? That must have been quite an experience. Working yeah. with him, uh, he was, yeah. he's very cool. He's he's very nice, not very nice. And you know, but he by the uh, for the age that he has and all that is, yeah, you know, he still moves and you know he's still moving. He's fast and yeah, and he's amazing with choreography and and you know, yeah, am- amazing. It's a big honor to work with him. Part of a one of the inspirations too. I remember seeing Flashpoint. You know, I'm going. Wow, this is you know, change the um, game. Change the game. You know. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. The creepiest. There isn't going to be a chapter five, is there? It, things keep coming up on my phone to suggest it's going to be a chapter five, but uh, I don't think anybody knows. I think the the way the, Chad and, and Keanu are like. They, they. I'm sure if you ask them right when they finish shooting number four, they're like, "No yeah. way." <laughs> I thought that after number three, to be honest, Marco, I was, I was shocked they did a number four. Yeah, yeah, and and, and who knows? I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm just talking out of my mind. I'm, I'm you know, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and and I don't think nobody can answer that question. I think uh, they, you know. It's very personal, I think. I think it's all about if Keanu believes on a number five, yeah. if Chats believes on a number five, if they find that calling, if they receive that calling from they'll up there, they'll going to do it. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, I, because I'm sure if one day Keanu is sitting talking with Chad and they come up with an idea that they love and, they, and, and that idea creates them this passion again, they don't care how hard it's going to be. They're going to yeah. do it because they love that challenge because they're yeah. like two kids. And once they, they, they see something, 
they're gonna get so passionate about that they not, they're not gonna not they're not gonna just quit because ah oh, it's hard. No, yeah. that doesn't exist. That word doesn't exist in these yeah. minds. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Nothing is hard when you're doing it from the truth. When you saw it for the first time, just the size, the scale of that movie, were you? You must have been very impressed. I guess like everyone was. Were you man, just knocked was, out by I the movie? I was in shock. Yeah. I yeah. was in shock, man. Yeah, I could like I was so in shock, man. And I, 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 I remember the first time I saw it. It was such a weird feeling that I couldn't even keep it together, man. Yeah. And then I had to yeah. when I I enjoyed the movie the second time, to be honest. The first time I was so like, I was shaking, I was nervous, I was jumping in every scene. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, it was amazing, man. Amazing, amazing experience. And and I, I was able to. I saw it in the IMAX. In the first time I saw it wow. was in the New York premiere, and then the second one in the LA premiere. And that was just like mm. you felt everything. Boom, boom. Mm. You know, everything was amazing. I wondered also because you're part of that franchise that has kind of fundamentally shifted the way that Hollywood is approaching action. You know, it seems like, you know, every film since John Wick is compared to John Wick in in some way. Um, Mm -hmm. I just wondered, you've been on the inside, so you've seen how, you know, the 8711 team work, you see how Chad works. What do you think it is that those guys just have there that has made them so successful? Well, I think it's a pretty simple answer for that. You know, well, not simple in short, in length, but when you have someone that have hit the ground, being a stuntman, understand what it feels to to be crushed by a car, understand what it is to, to do a choreography and being a martial artist and have the passion for martial arts, just that. Yeah. And then you give with, and then plus the knowledge of filmmaking because when you're doing stunts, people think stunts ah oh, is the guy just just fall in the roof or whatever. No, you know the stunt work involves everything. You need to know how to shoot, to do a previous, to rehearse. You need to edit. You need to. So you're a filmmaker. Mm. So when you start giving the trust to these people that come from this side of the film industry that never before is being taken care, is being taken in consideration as more serious than just, oh, just fall there. Mm -hmm. This is what happened. Yeah. You blow people's mind because it's honest, it's true. And that it replicates. Then you have JJ. Look what happened with JJ. That's why I say, this is a uh, before and after John Wick in the movie industry. Because yeah. now executives are like, oh, so these people know how to grab a camera and sh- uh, <laughs> and they know how to do this. It's like, I know it sounds a little like, oh, you know, but it's true. Yeah. If you look now, there's a lot of directors, you know, that are f- coming from the stand world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and, and this is because of John Wick. See, I just want to kill you like dogs. We're all getting older, and I I feel it every day. Um, but uh-huh. um, I know uh, making martial arts films is my gosh, it's the hardest thing. 
um and i uh, you know i can imagine it really you know takes its toll on on the body anyway i just wondered if you're noticing as you get a bit older is it getting harder as as you're getting older or i mean obviously you keep yourself pretty sort of physically fit um which probably helps but um yeah have you noticed that at all marco yeah, I could say that sometimes recovery, of course, is is longer, and and of course, if you have an injury, you have to be extra careful. Yeah. But to be honest, man, this movie Affinity, I had big action scenes, and I felt better than movies that I've done when I was thirty. Wow. Uh, I feel that my training now is in a stage where, and my nutrition is in my very best moment of my life like i nail my nutrition and my training such in a way that i have a coach that his name is carlos cardemil that he's from chile and he's been training me for many years and Mm. the little tweaks that we've done at towards the end like this couple of years i feel like puts me in a in a in a place where physically i'll say i'm in my best ever in terms of performance Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be maybe doing too many acrobatics and tumbling all over the place because that's it's a high risk injury thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But to be honest, in some in the movies you don't do many like you know, that's not a lot. Like the, what most drains you is when you're doing fight scenes the whole day and then the, ne- the next day, how your body recovers, if yeah. you're sore, if you're not sore. I do understand, like, I'm a human and I'm going to get old. And I'm gonna, there's going to be a point where I'm not going to be able to do what I'm doing right now. Yes. But that's why I'm focusing on making more action movies. And then I'll adapt, you know, like, yeah. look, Keanu. Luke Donnie Yen. They're still action stars. They're still doing all the action. Great inspirations, they just, you know, aren't they? The great inspirations. For me, it's like, wow. Was one of the hardest shoots the Undisputed 3 shoot? I, I read you you did five, did you do five days nonstop pretty much there of yes. um, fighting? Yeah. Yeah, Undisputed was, was a tough one. was yeah. very tough. Um, was very demanding, but... I didn't have the preparation that I have now in terms of knowledge, right? But I was younger. So yeah. I, I kind of would love to see, to shoot Undisputed again yeah. in the same conditions and see what would happen could if you, I do it Could now. your body still, you could do it now? Yeah, yeah. Like if I, like, I could still do all the moves that I did in Undisputed. Yeah. I could still do those moves. And the thing is that Undisputed is, is a little different because you're in a ring with shorts in a nice floor with the you lights know, like, and, it's like be- yeah exactly like yeah. it's like being being in the gym training when i'm in yeah. the gym training it's pretty easy i could do all the moves and you move and you explode the problem is when you're in a set where you're fighting and there's rain in the concrete with boots with the with the pants that are stretchy that is yeah. that they don't feel too comfortable and then you have a shirt and then you have a necklace and then you yeah. and there you're like gosh you know the maybe the kick that you're used to do in the gym yeah. is, is not going to yeah. work just like that in the in the middle of like you know uh, yeah. just adding the boots for example or just adding the the clothes it's mm. a, it, it makes a big difference you know is that one eyed bastard here who the hell are you you dare call our boss that? 
You're still sort of flying the flag for Chile and particularly Chilean action cinema. You know, there isn't many other people doing it. Is that fair? Is that fair to say? No, there are there 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 are not. There's no one action film thing in Chile. It's just no. us when we make the movies. They, there's no enough uh, people, right, yeah. that understands. And every time that I go there, I kind of need to gr- collect a group, teach them what to do. So the prep is a little longer. Yeah. Uh, because I don't count with ex- people that has the experience to deliver action in the way that you can find in the U.S. or in Thailand or in other places in the world. Like in, in Europe, you know, there's a very good level of stuntmen that they yeah. train, they, that they work. And, and, you know, you they make a living working, and that's why there's industry. In my country, doesn't exist. They, they do other type of movies, more comedy, more like politic mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. So there's not a, a space for the stunt team to grow and to develop and to ex- and to get better. I mean, that just goes to show how how even more impressive, particularly Kiltro, was when you just literally, you, you were literally starting from scratch there, <laughs> you know. Uh, that was in, from scratch. Yeah, it's incredible. And what you achieved as well on the movie is, you know, it's 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 amazing. No, thank you, man. Yeah, I think yeah. it was was a was a nice journey that one, um, nice experience because it was bringing a genre to a country that never even done one bit of action in older, yeah. older, older in actually Latin America. Like, yeah. you never seen before Kiltro of like a martial arts fight in a movie. They they that they just doesn't exist, you know. Well, actually, you know what? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. There is a movie that I did in Mexico. Okay. The name is Chinango. I was 19 years old. Okay. That was actually the first, but it was, but it was not released in the theaters. So that's why it was like a very small, that's no why it doesn't yeah. kind of count, right? Yeah. Because Kiltro was officially theatrical release and it mm-hmm. went around the world and went to theaters and uh, like, you know, so it's different. Yeah. Um, but this actually movie I did in Mexico, but actually it was the same thing. Nobody mm-hmm. knew about action and I had to put together a team of martial artists and just do this movie and it was just like a very like a video home low budget movie in Mexico that I have some fighting martial arts but that was before any type of any experience that was just me following instincts right so yeah the kill through was I did it after I did the movie the rundown and learned from Andy Chang so I kind of apply all that that I've learned from Andy working with JJ and all that is like okay this is how you do a, an action movie now I brought all that experience to Chile and do it's and the kills Chinango was it was even before that before I even moved to the US I read somewhere that you I think this was maybe before you started working with uh, Robert Rodriguez you were almost at the point of maybe quitting films moving away from 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 the film world entirely and i read that you were considering potentially the ufc becoming a professional fighter is that true yes it's true yeah Uh, after the movies that i did in chile for reasons like we don't need to go too deep on it but you know uh, the movies were not repped by the right person you know the person that were were kind of in charge of the movies didn't do his job and I kind of felt very disappointing because 
I'm like he, I find my I found myself with three movies that they that they had amazing reviews. Everybody loves them. Mirachman winning awards around the world, killed a uh, Mandrill winning awards around the world. Like people, everybody talking about it. And and the money we never mm. it, it was not good, right? So I'm like I was very disappointed in the industry. So that then was when I started to. to to kind of like you know what, and then the, and then the crazy thing was like Kiltro was in HBO, Ma- Mirajman was sold to more than ninety countries, territories, yeah. winning awards in everywhere. Mangel the same thing. I'm seeing the Blu-ray in Germany in 3D. They did this 3D thing. Yeah, cool. I'm like, okay, but it's weird. Like yeah. it, it didn't make sense to me. I, and I just said, you know what, I, I was I was young, and I and I I actually was our fault too. Like to just rely on someone blind blind you know mm. and just rely yeah. on someone and so then i was a big disappointment right in my, in my in my life and then i'm like look i i cannot keep doing this because i cannot be be passionate about something that i don't believe like because i was very i was a producer of these movies i mm-hmm. i raised the funds and i make mm-hmm. the project happen and da, da, da. so then i'm like okay i'm going to stop this I'm just gonna, and I, because I love, like I told you, I love, I have a love of martial arts, and I knew that my life has to do with that. I was like, okay, what, what now? And then UFC was becoming very popular, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just train, and I'm gonna do my, my, I'm gonna, I wanna fight, I wanna yeah. fight. So I, I, I was like maybe four towards five years training to to kind of like I've learned wrestling, you know, I, I've learned a little submission fighting, I learned. So you, you were know, serious. You were you were gonna you were gonna take that that route then. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and I was ready. I was I was about to go to Peru. I I met this uh, master uh, Tony De Sosa. That he was, you know, a guy that tra- fought in the UFC and then he retired and went and he's living in the Moon Valley, like very mystical kind of you know, story. And yeah. I was like, oh, you know, I met him and he invited me there, going there, and he's like, yeah, train with me, whatever. And then I received a call from Robert Rodriguez. And that he saw Machete, uh, Mandrill, and then actually he told me, man, you know, I have this role for you, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, well, life is telling me, give it, give a little chance to it. Like, don't yeah. don't give up yet. You know, and that's how I saw it. And, and, I, and of course, I did that movie, and then everything changed from there, you know. He's someone you're still in touch with, Robert Rodriguez? Yeah, yeah, we you know we text here and there, but he's a busy yeah. guy. I'm not. It's yeah. not like I, I we talk in the phone yeah, all day. Mates. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, but we yeah we you know once in a while we check how you doing. He's very into nutrition and and also training. Right. You know he likes to be in good shape. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we talk about that, and you know always always a, will will be oh, for me. I'm always waiting for his call because. Working with him is amazing, man. He's such yeah. a talented guy, you know. Inspector, your swordplay has much improved. Has it? Your spear skill is better too. Your journey is very much one of 
you know, dedication to a to a cause from an early age, being inspired by Bruce Lee and wanting to work in in action movies, and not compromising as well. Because I know there was a time where you could easily have been working in you know soap operas in Mexico. I think there was an opportunity there where you know your life could have taken a very different turn there, but you've stayed yeah. steadfastly on your goal and on your your dream and ambition, and you've achieved you know amazing things. So from where you are now. You know, is there any, it's not an easy question, but, you know, if, is there any advice that you've learned along the way, along that journey, which, which has had bumps in the road, obviously, but um, what would you say to someone? I will say just to be honest, just to don't, don't be afraid of being honest on being, on following the truth of what you love to do. And... Try to whatever you got to do in life because we understand life sometimes is hard and you have to kind of compromise things in order to live and to live in this life, right? This so materialistic life that we have, we have things that we need to, to do to like basic stuff like paying rent and buy food and stuff like that, that we, you know, so even though you may be not able to to just fully dedicate to what you love because maybe the, you're not going to get an income from it right away, right? Always leave a space in your day to grow that, to work on that. Never leave it on the side. Never, ever. Do everything you can to keep a window in your day of your time to do what you love to do, to learn, to grow, to explore, to try things. Never abandon that. And if you never abandon that, I believe life will surprise you. I will show you the way. I remember when when I arrived to, to LA and I was a dishwasher, right, in a restaurant, in a Mexican restaurant. You know, I was the whole day working as a dishwasher and I, 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 I was doing the math. I'm like, how am I going to get out of this situation, right? Because, you know, I'm hardly paying my rent. Mm. You know, when when I'm going to train? Well, I, so then that was the question. How I'm going to pay a gym? How I'm going to meet people? How I'm going to, if I'm hardly going through the month? But then I said, well, I wake up early. I clean a gym. And then I have the keys so I can train in the gym after I clean it. So that was the deal with the owner. I could train if I can come and clean, right? And after that gym, someone told me, hey, you should go and train to where they're training, they're doing stunts. And that's how, that's where I met Lornell. That's where I met a lot of like the stunt industry. And that's when Andy Cheng offered me to be the double of The Rock on the movie The Rundown. So if I would have just say, no, you know what? I need to focus on paying my rent to be in Hollywood, right? And to live in LA because then, and I would not let that little space of being honest, doing what I love to do, that opportunity would have never happened. Mm. You understand? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the lesson that I took in, in life. It's like, no matter what situation you are, you need to leave a time or a space to do what you love to do in order to move forward on that. Because every decision you make and every action you take in life will guide your next 
like it will it will create a it's a branch it's like a tree it's it many mm-hmm. branches that opens for each action and decision you take in life so now that i see it from outside right from up here i see my life back there and i and i kind of see those decisions and see how, why things happen i think that it's a common thing in my whole life is that because i never gave up of doing what i love to do and i tried to find a way even if it was hard to do mm. that always end up opening me a door to the direction of that i that that i what i want to be everyone always says oh you know a lot of it comes down to luck but what's that expression around um perseverance plus talent equals luck something like that I don't know if you've mm. have you heard that. Exactly. But you know, the yeah, idea I that you know that. you being in the right place at the right time, okay, you could say that's luck, but you you worked hard to get there. Do you know do you know what I mean? Exactly. 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 And and for me it's like what I was telling you about using that as an energy, right? For example, I, you know, when I was doing a, when I was working as a dishwasher in a restaurant, I arrived home very tired and I saw I saw Hollywood, the sign, mm. right? Yeah. It would be different if I'm working as a dishwasher in Chile doing something that I don't love. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you just need you just stay positive and find I understand that everything you're doing is for a reason that it's taking you closer to your goal. Mm. Right? Yeah. When you understand that, then what no matter what you're doing is going to have a different uh, meaning and the strength and the passion and the way you're going to be towards that is going to make such a big difference. Mm-hmm. And people see that opportunity comes. I feel life will show you that, will, mm-hmm. will show you the way when you're, when you're living your life through that position. Like you said, like, for example, the offer, the offer that I received in Tel Aviv was an amazing offer. Amazing. Yeah. But it was doing soap operas. So then I asked to my question to myself is like, okay, what I, who I am, what, what's, what's my passion It's just make money and being an actor and, and mm. be rich. It's mm. not, it's not, it's not that. So now I need to be consequent and be honest. And then when I arrive to LA and I'm doing, and I'm washing dishes and I'm working, I'm like, Trust me, my mind many times told me, man, Marco, I think you you made a mistake, man. <laughs> but <laughs> even know, then, Marco, because you could even have made a very comfortable living doing, because you were doubling The Rock and that was a, a big movie, but you could you could make a pretty decent living just doing stunts, you know, stunt doubling and working in that world. But even then you were like, no, I've got, I've got higher dreams. I want to produce and make my own movies. Like, Particularly if you needed the money at that time, that's a really brave decision to take, isn't it? Really, to then go back to Chile and make your own films. Yeah, the thing is that you know life also did, helped me making make those decisions. You know, right? Things were were stuck in in the U.S. in that moment for me. Like there was a visa issue that I was not able to renew the visa and right. la la. And at the same time, to be honest, like. After experiencing that movie, that I'm so thankful, you know, mm. to be to work on that movie. At the same time, I realize and I understand 
this is not what I want to do. Because back then, actually, it's different today. Today, there's so many action martial art movies. And every now there's a specialty, like fighting stunts. So there yeah. are some stunts that just specify in fighting, right? Back then, it was if you want to be a successful stuntman, you got to do everything. Because mm-hmm. there was not a lot of, like, fighting in movies. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like now, like every superhero movie now, they know how to fight. So you can do, you can, you can do an amazing living doing fighting stunts. Right, and that's a amazing career. Like yeah. it's an amazing career, right? Back then, if you want to do a good, you want to do good in stunts, you gotta know everything. Mm. You know, you need to do horse riding, bike. You need to do ride yeah. a bike. You need to do weapons. High you falls. need to fight. You need to fall. You need to. Cr- the more you do, the more successful you are, mm. right? In the stunt community, in the stunt industry. So for me, in that point in my life, I was like. It's not what I want to do. I love martial arts. Mm-hmm. I've been training my whole life martial arts. And in that in that movie, The Rundown, I didn't even throw one kick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, I didn't even throw a punch. It's like I'm reacting, I'm falling, I'm jumping. Yeah, I was very physical. I use all, I use all the, the skills, like tumbling on the hill, fighting with the little guys, you know, the mm-hmm. rebels, like with Ernie. Blah, blah, blah. But it was not, you know... It was not what I prepared my whole life for. I could continue my career as a stuntman, you know, work with The Rock and all that. that he's amazing. And I'm, every time I see him, he's so successful now. I'm so, like, if I kind of feel like, you know, I was there when he started. And, totally. You know, he's yeah. a very nice man. He he deserves all his success, man. So yeah. cool guy, you know. At least with me, he was the best man. Yeah. So, well, the thing is that for me, it's like I need to make the decision. It's like... I stay in the U.S., continue doing stunts, or I can, with this movie, use it as a start to do my, my movie in Chile and apply everything that I've learned. Mm. So mm. that was a much more attractive thing for me. It comes to that thing that I that you ask me, what you will tell someone after this? It comes to that, that in all those decisions that I made in my life, it comes to that, to stay honest, to stay truthful, and even though things are hard, find a way to not abandon doing what you love to do every day, even if it's only one hour or 30 minutes or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. There's going to be times better. There's going to be times worse. doesn't matter. But it's consistency. If you yeah. do nothing, there's nothing going to happen. Yeah. Zero. Attack! What's the next project we see you in then? I don't know because I don't know yeah. when they're going to release Fight or Flight. I don't know when they're going to release the Killer Games. Yeah. Affinity, uh, I think, is going to take a while because we're just finished shooting. So now sure. the post is kind of slow. It's going to be a big one, big post. So I'm looking to one year, I think, of post on that one. The other movies, I think, should come up sooner, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, man, we look forward to seeing it and I'm a big fan of your work and I'll be um, I'll be watching. So, uh, yeah, just keep going, keep kicking ass and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, man. Cheers, Marco. Thank you for everything. Hugs, man. Thanks, Marco. Bye bye. Bye bye. Marco Zoror there, what a joy that was to chat to Marco. We spoke for quite a long time that day and he was very 
patient, very accommodating. He is clearly a deep thinker, and I think he enjoyed just taking his time to answer the questions genuinely and really think about his responses. So thank you, Marco, for that. Really enjoyed our conversation. I hope you did too. A couple of notes to end on. As mentioned just then, Marco's upcoming films include the action comedy The Killer's Game, that is directed by JJ Perry. It stars Dave Batista, Ben Kingsley, Sophia Butella, Ice Cube, Scott Adkins, Marco Zoror, and Daniel Bernhardt. That is a fantastic cast. I think you'll agree. We also have Fight or Flight, that is directed by James Madigan. Josh Hartnett stars in that one alongside Marco. And I just noticed that Juju Chan Sito, former guest on this podcast, she is also in the movie. And Affinity, that's the movie that Marco has just wrapped in Thailand. That stars Marco alongside Louis Mandela. Brahim Chab is also in that one, another former guest on this podcast. Catch Fist of the Condor now wherever you get movies in the UK, courtesy of Dazzler Media. And John Wick Chapter 4, that is streaming now on Amazon Prime. And that is it for today's episode. A huge thank you to Marco Zoror for taking the time to talk to me. And a huge thank you to you, the loyal food follower who has listened to this episode all the way to the very end. Thank you so much. Your next episode of the show will be very soon. In fact, hot on the heels of this one. It will land a week from today on the 18th of December. That will be part one of our special two-part end-of-year show 2023. Featuring your friend of mine, the action movie expert Mike Fury. Part two will then land on Christmas Eve. That's the 24th of December. So until then, do take care. Be well. Be merry. Don't go too mad at the office Christmas party. And I will speak to you all again very soon. In a week's time, in fact, on the next episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Happy holidays, food followers. And bye for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.